0: Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locked On podcast network. You're listening to the wonderful host of this podcast. As always, Miller Thomas. Yes, that is me. Current student at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism here at Arizona State University. I'm graduating in a couple of months. So go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. Um, there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles, to my photos, and my graphic design. For today's show, we got a jam-packed show, as always. In segment number one today, we're going to be talking about Domingo Leba, Lebia. I'm still butchering that name, but I'm going to say Leibia. Uh, infielder for the d back suspended this week. Yesterday for PED use. That's an 80-game suspension. So we'll talk about him, and then in segment number two, it won't be talk to me Tuesdays, unfortunately, because I'm traveling to California today. I, as you guys know, I am a current college student at Arizona State University, so I'm on spring break right now, guys. So I'm traveling to Cal today. I'm driving there all day. And so I just wanted to get this pod out quickly for you guys. So I didn't have a chance to set up a guest for today. So I got a fun segment in number two and se- and topic uh, number two today. And we'll be talking about the top one hundred lists released by ESPN, and uh, what guy is pretty high on the list that I want to talk about. So we'll s- so stay tuned for segment number two today, so you can find out what player I'm talking about. But first. If your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want to reach men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's jump right into segment number one today. We're talking about Domingo Leba. Now, Domingo Labor was just suspended on Monday for 80 games for PED use. But before we get into that, let's rewind the clock on Domingo and see how he got to uh, the D-backs. He was signed out of the Dominican Republi- uh, Republic back in 2012 by the Detroit Tigers. Labor, you know, coming out of the Dominican Republic, the rap on him was that he can make really solid contact. He's a contact hitter, and his his contact ability even extends to his switch hitting ability, which is pretty rare for players. A lot of times you see one guy, you see guys more uh, comfortable, I should say on one side of the plate as opposed to the other, like a Mark share type. His splits were always better, I think, on the left side than on the right side for him. I could have that wrong, but a lot of switchers, you see that. They're usually stronger from one side of the plate than the other. And as an 18-year-old, Leba really torched the A ball. He lit it up. He had a 397 batting average. And from there on out, it looked like he was going to be making the majors pretty soon. He, he, he pretty much had to beeline to the majors after batting four hundred. I mean, when you're giving that kind of production in A-ball, then, you know, teams are going to be looking at you. They love to see young prospects, especially teenagers, just light up A-ball. And that's what Domingo was doing. He was putting the world on notice early. And then so the it really caught the D-backs' attention. So when they traded for Robbie Ray, they made sure to include Domingo Leiba in that deal. So they traded Didi Gregorius for Robbie Ray and Domingo Leiba back in December 2014. And Domingo Leiba, you know, he slowly made his way through the minors from there on out. He got a lot of time at shortstop. He switched positions a lot around the infield. So he started out at shortstop. And once the D-backs f- uh, felt like that position didn't really suit him too well, They decided to move him over to second base, which really gives him that flexibility. So it really allows him to play all over the infield. You see a lot of players nowadays doing that, like Martin Prado, Brock Holt. Every team needs one of those super utility guys, Ben Zobris, that could play multiple positions in the infield. Because you need to be be versatile in today's climate, and today's sports game, pretty much across sports platforms. Teams aren't looking for specialists anymore. They're really looking for those Swiss Army knives. And Domingo Leiba is that in, uh, in the infield, at least. Now, even though Domingo has been in the league now for 70 years, not professionally, just overall, he's still only 24 years old. So he's still very young, which is why, uh, which one of the reasons why his suspension is just so crushing to the D-backs because he's still so young and still has so much potential. But just last season with the D-Backs, he was pretty solid. Started out in the minor league on AAA level, uh, on the AAA level with the Reno aces. Uh, he split time between shortstop and second base. He even made a few appearances at third, but not too many. Mostly shorts, mostly the middle of the infield, shortstop and the second base. He performed pretty well in Reno, like he did pretty much every place he went to. His slash line of 300 351, and uh 519 is pretty damn good, especially when you pair that with 19 homers and 85 RPIs. Domingo Leba really showed what kind of hitter he was down in the minors. He showed you uh, just minor league pitching is just nothing nothing too hard for Domingo. It really didn't even phase him, and that's why he was able to make it through the minors pretty quickly if you think about it. He still spent a Decent amount of seasons down there, but he's still only 24 years old, like I said. And then he finally did get called up to the major league level. Uh, he got called up in late June, and he had a you know, pretty solid uh, run with the D-backs. It wasn't too long. It was only a handful of games. <coughs> Excuse me. I have the stats for you here. In only 21 games, he batted 280. Uh, he batted 280. had 25 at-bats, 7 hits. 807 OPS, 9 strikeouts, so he was pretty solid on the small sample size he got. I was curious to see what he could provide in 2020 with the D-backs. If he had to end his shot of being a everyday regular, I didn't really think he did, but I thought he could be at least a utility player, like I said. One of those super utility players that could play multiple infield spots. Then he's young, so he still had a lot of potential under his belt. And I don't think we saw the best of the best. We could not have seen the best of the best of Domingo, yet he didn't really play that much last season. He was only a rookie, so... I really wanted to see what he could have been uh, this upcoming season with the D-backs, but with that 80-game suspension, it's not clear how the D-backs are going to use him now. Uh, He's going to really have to fight for that opportunity when he gets back. He might not even be on the roster. Who knows? Maybe they'll send him back down to the minors. I'm curious to see what Toy Lavelle and Mike Hazen want to uh, do with him. I think a lot of it just going to depend on injuries and how people are playing once he's Uh, once he, once he completes his suspension, but until then he's not really going to have a shot to make the roster. He'll probably get a couple opportunities, probably be sent back to the minors to start, but if he lights it up there, like he normally does, he'll probably get a, at least one more crack at the apple to be on the major league roster for the D-backs in 2020. Yeah. I want to stay tuned for segment number two today. When we get into that special player that I want to talk about, the ESPN's top 100 list in segment number two. So stay tuned for that after this quick message. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that the Locked On Diamondbacks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Diamondback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Diamondback fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Just text the word advertising to 33 seven 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 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com dot com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit locked dot com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome so back to segment number two today. It's usually Talk to Me Tuesdays, but not today, unfortunately. As I said uh, to start the show, I am traveling today for my spring break. Yes, even us podcasters need a vacation. So I'll be traveling today pretty much all day in the car. So I want to just pound this podcast out for you guys to make sure you guys got that quality content so unfortunately, I didn't get a, a guest for today's Talk to Me Tuesdays, but I got a pretty fun topic. I think I want you uh, want to talk to you guys about. So ESPN recently dropped their 100 uh, their their rankings of the top 100 players in baseball, as they do annually every year. And there's one guy in particular on the list I want to talk about. He's the only D back on the top 100. I'm just making sure I'm going through the list again, and it looks like yes, he's the only D back on the top 100. And that's pretty much why I want to talk about him, because I think that's pretty. I think that's more significant than what people think. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, if you couldn't guess which D back is in the top 100, it is Ketel Marte, baby. After having that phenomenal 2019 season, he went from not ranked to 45. Four on the top 100 list, one spot behind Boston Red Sox ace Chris Sale, one spot ahead of Chicago White Sox catcher Yasmani Grandal. Now, on this little bio that they wrote for Quetel Marte, they wrote this. Did you know few, if anyone, matched the jump made by Marte in 2019? He entered the season with 22 run- home runs over the first four years of his career, and in 2019, or in 2018, he had a career highs with 6.78 OPS and the 102 OPS plus and a 3.3 WAR. And then in 2019, he mashed 32 home runs, had a 981 OPS, 149 OPS plus, and a 6.9 WAR. Plus, he started 89 games in the center field, adding versatility to his burgeoning value. That right there was a mouthful, but basically is what they're saying. From 2018, he went from a pretty solid player, 768 OPS. He only had 22 home runs over his first four years, so no one really could project out the power. He did lead the league in triples in 2018, but to go from that jump with a 3.3 Warren th- Essentially double it, just slightly more than double that war to a six point nine. Have your batting average skyrocket to three twenty nine. Have thirty two home runs, yada yada. Finish fourth in MVP voting. I think that just shows the rise of Ketel Marte and the level of respect he's getting from writers around the league. I wouldn't have. Expected could tell Marte to be this high. Yes, he deserves to be this high, but I feel like the D-backs always get overlooked when it becomes to when it comes to national recognition. Really the same is the same could be said for a lot of Arizona teams across the valley. We always see the Suns getting overlooked. Kyler Murray, I was shocked to see rookie of the year. Not because he didn't expect it, but because I barely heard any chatter about it. All season it was always Josh Jacobs maybe an A.J. Brown. I barely heard anyone talk about Kyler Murray. And when they did, it was always positive things. But he didn't get a lot of recognition. So I was surprised to see that he won the award. So seeing Ketel uh, Marte on this list, I think is great for the city of Phoenix and great for the D-backs. Gives them a face that they can really market because baseball really struggles marketing its stars. They have always have that problem. That's why they don't really connect with the youth. I think Ketel Marte can really be that connecting for that connecting, you know, line between the the youth of Phoenix and, you know, the rest of the baseball team. I think Ketel Marte could be the face of the Arizona Diamondbacks in the wake of the Paul Goldschmidt trade. They're still looking for that guy and Ketel Marte over the past 2 seasons has showed the potential and even the production to be that guy. I mean, last season you could argue was You could align with any of the best seasons of Goldschmidt. That's how good last season was for Keltel Marte. But he doesn't have that consistency, and he hasn't done it over a long enough period of time to get that respect that a Paul Goldschmidt has. But I believe he's well on his way to being on that Goldie level. He just needs to put a few more seasons together before he's really on that level. And I think he will get to that, uh, eventually get there. I liked what he did last year, and I think he will continue to build on that in 2020. I do have Ketel Marte being another MVP candidate in the 2020 season. He's just been getting better the last couple of seasons, so there's no reason for me to uh, for me to believe that he's just suddenly gonna fall off a cliff. If he just keeps going on with his trajectory, then he will be a future Hall of Fame candidate, no doubt. I think he will just bring that moxie next season and will continue this production, what he this productive tear that he's been on the last couple of years. I think he will be the face of the D-backs in the very near future and possibly the face of Phoenix. Now, that's hard to do. It's hard for baseball players to do that. They, they don't usually captivate cities like basketball stars do because they're just, you know, not that many players on the court. And you can always see their face or football stars because it's just the most popular sport. So, Baseball is usually a little bit harder to get your to get your guy to be the, the face of the city, but it does happen. You could argue Big Poppy. Uh you know, it's hard to say, but you could argue Big Poppy is as big of the face in, in Boston as Tom Brady is. You know, that's hard to say. But Big Poppy's right there. You got some other stars you can name. Um Ken Griffey Jr. in his heyday was probably the biggest person in Seattle. So we've seen Barry Bonds, you know, who's the biggest person in the Bay. So you could definitely see baseball players doing it for their cities, leading their their respective cities and their teams and being the faces of those franchises and those cities. I think Quetel Marte is on the same trajectory, and I think in 2020 he will continue to unleash the beast in that Marte parte. At the top of the lineup is going to be all the buzz around baseball. Now I want to thank everyone for tuning in to today's podcast. I would, that wraps up today's edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NFL Draft so you guys can stay up to date with that. Get caught up with all your draft news, coverage, insights, and all, of, all things of that nature. Have a great day, guys, and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace! Thank <laughs> you.